0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today for the last edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray in 2019. This is our 85th podcast. For 2019, we just started the podcast this year, and I really appreciate all the different people we've got to interview and be with, and I appreciate all of you for listening and continue to listen. And we've got some great things in store for 2020. I'm titling the topic of our discussion today, Higher in 2020. Now, I want to start out by saying what you believe about God affects everything in your life. I believe most, if not all of you, probably believe that and probably believe that God is totally good. And that's wonderful for you. But God is interested in and God loves way more people than just you and me. Here's what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. This is the Passion Translation Colossians 1 25 to 29. He says, This is the very reason I've been made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body so that in God's detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word, capital W, of God, the word we hear from God ourselves. He says there is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded and manifested For every holy believer to experience, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for God's people, and God wants everyone to know it. That's because we're all his people. Going on in verse 28. Paul says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. He said, it's become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of his or her being perfect in Jesus Christ. I agree with that completely, and I want to inspire and motivate and encourage myself and all of us to grasp the vision that God has for us, the vision that God has for us in 2020, to help everyone in our lives see and know that they already have a heavenly treasure chest of hope. Now, as we start the new year... I want to do something that I know you're all looking forward to. I want to give you a test. <laughs> when I was in junior high, probably, yeah, I think it was in junior high, and I grew up in a little town in the Ozarks of Missouri, and I came to the University of Kansas here in Lawrence, where I live now, to the Midwestern Music and Art Camp. And one of the things they did with us very early on, one of the first few days of camp, was to give us a test. It was called the E. Thayer Gaston Test of musicality. This record was played. We all sat in an auditorium and we had a sheet to fill out, and then someone would take that and take it with a grid and come up with our score and come up with some idea of what degree of potential we had for musicality. Now, one of the things that they did on that test was to play a note, and they did a series of several of these, and they said, okay, we're going to play a note and then we're going to play a second note, and you tell us which note is higher and which is lower. So we'd hear a sound like, and then we'd hear a sound like, and they'd say, which is higher, the first one or the second one? Then we went through a little bit of that, and then they would say, all right, which tone is lower, the first one or second one? And they'd play a different series of notes with something starting out like this. And they'd say, which is lower, the first one or the second one? Now, to some of you, (laughs) I mean, that's obvious, but some people literally can't tell the difference. (laughs) All right, I want to take that little example there of which is lower and which is higher, and I want to apply that to how we and how people see and think about. And hear God, in regard to character qualities. I want to start out by asking myself and you, whose way is higher in regard to patience, God's or ours? Now, when I say higher, my understanding of that word higher and the way it was used in Scripture is higher is better. <laughs> Whose way is higher in regard to patience, God's or ours? Well, hopefully you would say and believe God's. Whose way is higher in regard to grace, to giving grace, God's way or ours? And I want to give you just a few examples of grace in Scripture to show you how God, Jesus especially, who is God, gave us examples of the extravagance of God's grace, how it is so much higher than we would ever even expect. First one of them was a miracle Jesus did when he first called some of the disciples, Peter and John, to join him. They were fishermen. They'd been fishing all night, which was the time to fish in that day in that place, and they hadn't caught anything. So Jesus Talks to him for quite a while in the morning after they came back in from fishing. And then he said, okay, now I want you to go out and cast your nets out, back out into the Sea of Galilee where they were, and cast them on a the different side of the boat from what you did before, and you'll catch fish. And they knew this wasn't the time of day to catch fish. They knew that Jesus wasn't a fisherman. They knew they were professional fishermen. They knew that there weren't any fish. They didn't catch them all night. But they did it anyway, just to kind of humor him. Well, they caught so many fish that it began to sank two boats. (laughs) So many fish that it began to sank their boats. That's an example of God's grace. He gave them something they didn't expect that they thought was impossible to have and gave them so many more fish that they couldn't even handle it. He did the same thing at his last appearance to the disciples before he ascended back to heaven. They'd been fishing, hadn't caught anything. He appears to them and he says, cast your net out again on the other side of the boat. They did and they caught 157 large fish. I mean, great big fish the text indicates. And there were only five or six of them, 157, like a hundred times more than they needed. Large fish. All right. Then he changed water to wine. This was his first miracle. He changed water into about a thousand bottles of the best wine ever for about a hundred people who'd already been drinking so much that they ran out of wine. A 1,000 bottles of wine for roughly a 100 people who had already been drinking. And then you know the two different times where he fed the people, including men, women, and children. One occasion he fed about 20,000 people, another about 12,000 people with just a couple of loaves of fish and some bread. And there was an abundance left over. Everybody ate to their fill all they wanted to, and there were baskets left over. Just extravagant abundance over and over again, way higher than anybody could ever imagine, more than anybody could even consume. And there are several instances in the New Testament that say that God's grace superabounds or hyperabounds more than anybody could ever possibly comprehend. So God's patience, God's grace is way higher than we could ever imagine. Whose way is higher in regard to mercy, ours or God's? Well, hopefully you would say, duh, it's God's. His mercy's new every morning. Whose way is higher in regard to kindness and goodness? Of course, God's ways are way, way, way higher than, he's perfect after all, higher than ours. Now, finish up with one more, with love. I want you to see what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. He just burst out into praise and joy, and he says, now, I want to pray to God for you guys. And he says, I kneel humbly in awe, not in fear, but in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. He says, I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resulting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, Paul says. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. Did you get that phrase? God's love is endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. And he says, this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing more than we can even handle with the fullness of God. He says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, infinitely more infinitely more than your most unbelievable dream. And he will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And Paul finishes that chapter with saying, now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church and every generation throughout Jesus Christ and all that will yet to be manifest through time and eternity. That's now, amen, may it be so. We also know, I've taught you all this before and you know this in First Corinthians 13, it says that God's love never fails and never ends, never. So when we hear God's ways are higher than ours, what does that mean? First, let me tell you what it does not mean. It never, ever means his ways are worse or lower or not as good as ours. It never, ever means we can take something that is obviously abhorrent, bad, heinous, and say that it comes from God And come up with the cockeyed idea that, well, as bad as that seems to be, it's actually good because God's ways are higher than ours, don't you know? Now, I was taught that. I was taught that, and I know many of you were too, in destructive religion. There are people today who will say, well, floods, fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, catastrophic diseases, and eternal conscious torment— All of those things are caused by God, you know, and even though they seem bad to us, they're actually good because God is good. Hopefully, it sounds just utterly stupid to you because it is. One abhorrent doctrine that several people believe this, a whole denomination does, says that when God punishes and torments people in the fires of hell for all eternity, that's good. That's a loving thing to do. And it brings God glory because, wait for it, his ways are higher than our ways. I call BS on that. Let's look at the one place in scripture that talks about God's ways being higher than ours. It's Isaiah 55. He starts out with saying, hey, or ho, or listen up. Or listen here, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. You buy it, I would say tongue-in-cheek or in parentheses, without money, without price. And then the writer says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me, come to God here and your soul shall live. And God says, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of King David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely, this is in the future, you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon him. All of these things he's saying, come and get food and drink of the highest quality for nothing, for free. I'm going to give it all to you. Come to me, and I'll give you mercy. I will abundantly pardon you. And then he says in verse 55, 8. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And he goes on to say, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven And do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word, Jesus, that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This whole chapter is showing that God's ways are indeed higher and better than ours. And verses 8 and 9, God's thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not ours. As far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than ours and his thoughts higher than ours. That's sandwiched all around it, talking about God's grace and love and mercy that comes in abundance to us as a one-way thing from us, like snow and rain comes from heaven. It doesn't go back up. No, it only comes down to us. Whenever somebody says to you or triggers something that you may have learned a long time ago in destructive religion that, well, you know, God's ways are higher than ours. And even though this looks like it's a bad thing or it is a bad thing, and we know that that means that God must have caused it, and that means it's good because God is good, we can just go, no, I'm calling BS on that. That's not true. God's ways are indeed higher than ours. That means they are way better than ours. There is nothing bad at all about God. There is no darkness in God. There is no evil in God. There is no punishment in God. There is no torture in God. God's perfect love casts out all fear of torture and punishment, John says in 1 John chapter 4. So most of you know that. If this is the first time you've heard it today, I'm happy for you because from now on you know that. God's ways are infinitely higher than ours. God is better than we could ever possibly imagine. Now, let's make 2020 the year that we prioritize awakening other hearts, not just our own, not just know this and enjoy it for our benefit, but awakening hearts of people that we're with and around and bringing every person in our lives, into the full understanding of the truth that's already embedded within them. That's a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of God's glory for all people. Those are the highest notes, the highest goodness that we can ever, ever sing to someone, tell someone about, share with someone, help them know God is totally good. And in the process dispel that lie that, yeah, well, it looks bad, but I mean, it's got to be good because God is good. Just doesn't hold up anymore. Hey, thank you all so much for being with me. Grace to all with Paul Gray this first initial year, the 85 podcasts that we've had, we should do... 100 or more next year, and we've got more wonderful people on tap to uh, interview and to discuss. And if you've got people that you would like me to interview and talk about grace to all with and their understanding of that, let me know contact me. Send me a personal message on Facebook or contact me at Conversations at gmail.com, and I'll get in touch with them, or maybe you would like to be interviewed. We'll see if we can't work that out. Thanks, everybody, for being with me, and I hope that 2020 is the highest year ever imaginable for you. I know that's what God wants for all of us. Love you all. See you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray.